Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode of Overpowering Emotions, where I talk all things big emotions, emotion regulation, resilience. That's what I really want to focus on tonight, or for today, for tonight, because it's Halloween today. And yes, it's a season of spooks and sweet treats and costumes and everything else that comes with it all. And as exciting as it can be for children and adults, I actually know a lot of adults who love Halloween. Halloween can also present with safety concerns and a lot of anxiety. There are strangers out, out there that we're going to be talking to every 30 seconds. There are poorly lit streets. There are lots of sugary candies and distractions where kids might not be paying attention to things, right? So there's certainly things that we could be cautious of, but there's so many traps that parents and adults can fall into that can hinder our kiddos' resilience that we don't want to fall into. And on the flip side, lots of opportunities to build resilience as well. A lot of those safety concerns that we worry about as parents really do provide lots of valuable opportunities to cultivate resilience in children. And this is true for all events. Today just happens to be Halloween, so I wanted to capitalize on that, okay? So I, I, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity because I've been really wanting to talk about the relationship between safety and resilience for a long time now. We often think of both of these terms in isolation, but they intersect in so many ways, and it's really important for us to understand that. So safety, of course, that entails protecting our children from harm. It could be physical, emotional, social, whatever harm is going on for them. On the other hand, resilience, it's the ability to adapt well when adversity happens or trauma or stress. That's when they grow resilience. It's not when everything is happy and calm and, you know, safe. So they might seem like they're pulling in opposite directions, that they're opposite things, that safety is really about caution and protection. Resilience is more about risk-taking and scary things. They're really two sides of the exact same coin. So teaching children how to navigate risks safely, that's what enables them to become resilient individuals, able to, to, to handle whatever situation and challenge faces them. So safety is a prerequisite for resilience, certainly, right? This is one of the most direct ways in which we see how safety intersects with resilience, the role of a safe environment that's a facilitator for developing resilience, right? Safe environments, they serve as protective factors that enables children to build their resilience against whatever stresses are out there in the world. So uh, having a safe home environment, for example, that can provide provide a child with the emotional support necessary to cope with whatever external adversities that they face. It could be academic stress, it could be bullying, it could be whatever is going on that fosters their resilience. And we think too, you know, our our, our toddlers or, or infants or babies, when they're feeling safe and they have that safe environment, they get curious. So they're more curious to explore and they're building that resilience. So safety is certainly a prerequisite. Conversely, though, resilience really does contribute to a sense of safety as well. So it's not just one direction, right? It's bi-directional. Children with high levels of resilience, they're usually better equipped to navigate whatever challenges and threats they're faced with. And so that's mitigating their impact and promoting that safety for them. Resilient people too, they're more likely to use really effective coping strategies. They're going to seek social support. They're going to engage in problem solving. All of those can contribute to a greater sense of safety and security and competence and confidence and all of those things. So when we look at these, we 
we can certainly address elements that contribute to a sense of safety, right? So we can reduce the environmental stressors, we can enhance social support networks for our resilient children. But if we've only ever focused on always creating a safe environment, and, and this is what ends up happening, we're just focusing so much on children always feeling safe, always feeling attached, never feeling any big emotions. Well, you know, it's time to incorporate some resilience building activities. I've talked about it so much. If they've never felt disappointment or grief or rejection, and they're not you know, feeling it until 25, oh my goodness, it's going to be so strong and they're not going to have any skills that they need to actually cope. And they're going to fall way further, way harder. And the, and the, the outcome is going to be way more severe. Our children need to have these experiences, right? That's really important. And so that's how we can bring Halloween. I thought this was the perfect opportunity for, for everyone who, who celebrates Halloween. But, the, but I wanted to say it's not just about Halloween. We can use this in any situation. That's really important. Okay. So if we're looking at Halloween, specifically trick or treating, I'll just look at that. So yes, it is a cultural tradition for some that really provides a fantastic opportunity. So we can explore this intersection of safety and resilience among children. But like I said, even if you don't celebrate Halloween, we can look at everyday situations situations or other traditions or other things that we do that our children are facing. Sorry if you can hear a dog in the background. There's construction workers out front. So hope hopefully it's not bothersome, but we'll see. So yes, absolutely. Safety is a paramount concern for parents. I mean, we have it ingrained in our brain to be able to protect our children, right? So as they're preparing for trick-or-treating, there's lots of issues. There's physical safety, you know, are they going to be visible as they're running across the street? <laughs> you know, our car is going to see them. Hopefully cars are already going to be more cautious, but um, are they going to eat an apple with a razor blade in them? I don't know any kids who would actually, you know, wolf down an apple when they got a bag of chocolate bars, but you know what I mean, right? Are they going to eat something that's maybe tainted? Um, there's emotional safety. There's a lot of scary experiences out there, right? Like a creepy zombie who's going to chase you with a toy chainsaw, but it sounds like a real chainsaw. That can be really scary, right? So we can establish safety guidelines. Absolutely. So maybe you're going in groups. I remember... Um, one time my daughter, my youngest daughter, or sorry, my oldest daughter, when she was young, she was probably only six or seven. She went with her friends and each group, they broke into two groups and their rule was stay with someone who has a walkie talkie. They each had walkie talkies, right? So that was kind of the safety guidelines we had. We lived in a small town neighborhood. And so everyone kind of knew and was watching out for all the children. Of course, my daughter ended up breaking off from the group. And so they had no um, walkie talkie, but that's just an example of, of, a safety precaution that we could talk about, right? Um, staying within familiar neighborhoods. These are the boundaries, right? So making sure that whatever they eat is a closed package. Those are all good safety tips that we can give, but we don't want to go overboard overboard, sorry, because I promise you, this is such a per perfect resilience building opportunity. And we don't want to rob our children of any of these opportunities. So the experiences, uh, you know, there's going to be some social anxiety, there's going to be some managing conflict with peers, you know, if one wants to go this way, and, and the others want to go that way, or one with the walkie talkie is running off, and you are going that way without the walkie talkie, you know, so they're going to have to navigate some of those things, or just the shyness 
of going up to people's houses. There's definitely some of that social anxiety. Maybe you have to deal with an unfriendly neighbor. If you don't realize, you know, all the lights are off, you're not paying attention and they yell at you for coming and ringing the doorbell and bothering them, right? Um, Maybe there's managing disappointment. If they get like one sucky little candy, they're like, oh, that's it, right? Or they're not getting what they want or their friends get a handful and they only got one. Like there's disappointment. There's lots of different things that could be coming up. So we really want to foster resilience by letting our children navigate these challenges, right? They We want them to cope with them and navigate independently. It's not us swooping in there and being like, it's okay, kiddo, you have a whole bag of candy. Let them feel that disappointment. Let them cope with that. And to be honest, they're probably going to forget about it in 30 seconds anyway. And that's part of the learning process as well. They can learn conflict resolution and problem solving and emotion regulation and adaptability and all of the other skills that come along with this. So we just got to remember that the need for safety doesn't negate the opportunity for fostering resilience. And so this is just Halloween is just one example of this intersection and how we can be promoting lots of resilience opportunities for our children. So, you know, I'll give a couple of examples of how this can play out specifically for Halloween, right? So a reasonable safety tip, make sure you look both ways when you cross the street. Make sure that the cars can see you when you're crossing the street, right? You don't have to add the catastrophic language about getting run over because otherwise someone's going to run over you, right? Don't focus on that. Focus on the reasonable safety tip. And then the resilience opportunity here, parents, is to let them go right? Let your kids, they have to learn awareness. They have to learn precaution, right? We are going to promote their sense of responsibility and decision-making skills and looking out for themselves. It's going to be real alerting to them. I hope, you know, like they'll never do it again if they do run out and somebody is right there honking their horn and flashing their lights, right? They need that. That's the learning opportunity. Obviously, we want them to check, you know, both ways in the first place, but I'm just saying we need to give them the opportunity opportunity to do that anyways. Otherwise, they're never going to learn to do it for themselves. Um, With supervision, absolutely. Younger children, they're probably going to still need some of that parental supervision for sure. But on the flip side, we do need to see this as a major resilience building opportunity. How can we foster our children's uh, independence, right? School-age children, I mean, you are knowledgeable about what neighborhoods you live in. And if you're in a sketchy neighborhood that's not really, you know, trick-or-treating friendly, I'm sure there's other things that you can do going to the mall, going to, you know, different neighborhoods. That's all fine, right? But allowing them to go with their friends. Now, certainly chat about those boundaries, have some check-in times, collaborate with them, create a a plan with them, right? We're going to give them some autonomy within whatever those agreed upon limits are. So that's going to be really important. Another good safety tip, stay with your friends. But again, don't add that catastrophic language that otherwise you're going to get kidnapped and we're never going to see you again, right? We don't want to take it too far and stress them out. That's so important. Now, for all of those scary things out there, they're going to see ghosts and witches and all of those types of things. So yes, the good safety tips, let's chat about what some of those things are out there that they might see. Maybe establishing a safe word, you know, if they want to leave a situation, if it's an adult who's being scary, it's usually the adults who are, right? They're going to back off. I actually remember last year we went to Scream Fest and we went to haunted houses with some friends and some younger kids and 
some of them are just so freaked out. They're yelling, friendly, 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 just to let people know, like the actors who are in, in the haunted house to not scare them. Right. So then they would just stand there with their creepy doll face, like waving instead of like trying to scare them. But, you know, having, maybe it's having that safety word. So look at those opportunities to chat with your kiddos, but then we want to capitalize that resilience building opportunity to teach them coping mechanisms to support their success when they're going through and when they're seeing these, you know, scary things as, as we would say. Right. And again, even if you're not listening this on Halloween, maybe you're listening to this, it's too late, trick-or-treating's over, or it's five months from now. Again, what can we use this opportunity for whatever events are coming up or even just day-to-day things? There's so many things. I mean, there's FOMO, right? Disappointment. Maybe, um, again, talking about those houses that don't give great treats or none at all. Not every house is going to give out candy and that's okay. Or maybe you don't get to go trick-or-treating with the friend that you had hoped you would. Or there's, And I see this all the time, you know, that groups of friends are going and maybe a kiddo is left out. But these are also excellent opportunities for teaching emotion regulation, for teaching disappointment management. So we can talk about possible outcomes and how are we going to handle them, right? That's going to be really important. Um, The peer dynamics, I mean, there are going to be peer groups who are going to have challenges and dares or they're breaking the rule, the boundaries. So talking about assertiveness, saying no to things that we're not comfortable with, right? But the resilience opportunity is reinforcing their self-trust. We are going to trust them to trust themselves, to listen to their gut, to stand up for themselves. You know, with eating candy, again, safety tip, just don't eat anything, like eat candy that's fully wrapped or whatever your rule is going to be. But the resilience is to let them identify suspicious candy, let them make responsible choices about what are what they're going to eat or not. Even with things with how much sugar they should eat, we're always telling them eat your greens, you got to eat a little bit three more bites or finish your plate or you can't whatever. We're always telling them but they're never going to learn to monitor that themselves. So even with sugar overload, right? Yes, we can talk about listening to their body, the importance of moderation and and balancing our food choices and having water and all of those things, but we want to encourage them to make informed decisions about their own self, right? That's going to be really important. So I'm trying to make it as short and sweet as possible. Hopefully you've gotten the idea. I just loved being able to use Halloween as a platform to really instill valuable life skills in children, really. You can, so many life skills, even just counting, right? Or I'm going to I'm going to take 10% of your candies as a tax, you know, parent tax or whatever. How much is that based on your 96 pieces of candy? You know, like there's so many things, but when we're looking at the safety measures, Um, specifically, it's not just a protective barrier, right? There's educational tools here and really that opportunity to to build that resilience. And this is true in all of life. I've already said it. In every safety guideline lies that opportunity for imparting wisdom, from teaching bodily autonomy, uh, decision-making skills, emotion regulation, empathy. We really don't want to miss out on these golden opportunities to promote resilience. And other skills too, like I said, I mean, math, time management, social etiquette. There's so many awesome opportunities this Halloween. So think about how you can make tonight and any night and any situation, any event, both a fun and resilient building experience for our kiddos.
I will leave it there today. Thank you for joining me. Go help those kiddos be bold and courageous. If you are going trick-or-treating, stay warm, have lots of fun, and I will see you next week. 